Oh, what a great honour and privilege to go first. Woo-woo! <laughs> it's because if I fall asleep, you don't want me snoring in the background. So, um, well, it's uh, our first fellowship of January 2023. And um, I know so many great things have already happened. And uh, that we have great expectation for the year ahead. Um, I think it's good that sometimes we... We really get to share our desires and what God's putting in our hearts because, you know, whatever encourages us could always encourage someone else. And um, I was driving to work this morning and I was listening to the radio and um, there was a question about people losing weight and making New Year's resolutions and things like this. And um, one of the ladies was sharing, you know, sometimes people give themselves too much you know too much to to think about and too much they set their goals very high and um you know there's nothing wrong in setting them smaller and achieving them quicker so as one lady was saying about losing weight and she she wants to lose um i think she put down 25 kilos or something and she said even though i'm saying that it's a daunting task so the woman on the radio said, well, why don't you put down that you want to lose two kilos? And then when you've accomplished that, you lose another two kilos. And then it's not so daunting, you know? And so me personally, I don't make New Year's resolutions. It's frozen. Has it? Am I here it's now? Frozen. Yeah, you've just come on now. Oh, but I've frozen for a long time. It might have just no, been heard no, I, I, I heard you. I heard, whole, I heard the whole thing you said. Okay. So, you know, we don't want to set these desires or these goals so that it becomes a daunting task because then, you know, that leaves every door open for the adversary to, to try and, you know, make us think that we're not worthy or we're not good enough or we're not going to achieve this, but that we take it in bite-sized chunks. You know, that we we keep it simple because with God, everything's so easy. You know, nothing's hard. So if we're giving ourselves great big chunks, you know, and it can help to put a little bit of doubt or a little bit of uncertainty there. So I thought it was a great way of achieving um, our desires and our goals that we keep it simple. And, uh, you know, if you, if you want to lose weight this year, then do it in bite-sized chunks, you know. And then you'll feel real proud that you've achieved that, that first goal. And then the next goal and the next goal, rather than putting it in as one massive thing and it taking months and months and months to achieve. So, um, you know, and as they were sharing, she was saying, you know, 7 out of 10 is brilliant. And I was thinking, no, 10 out of 10 is brilliant. But she says anything above a 7, she rates as 10 out of 10. That way she never gets let down. She never gets sight troubled. In fact, this lady was so positive. And as I'm driving to work, I'm thinking this woman has to be a believer. Like what she was saying and the positiveness she was saying it in and encouraging people. And then right at the very end, she said that she has one goal. And that's to get closer to God. And I was mind blown. You know, I was really excited because this was heart radio of all things. And uh, 
which is which is quite a very established radio station here in the UK. And, um, you know, everything that she was sharing, she didn't mention God at all, but right at the end she said, you know, that her main goal is to, to get closer to God. And it was such a blessing to hear it. So I thought I'd share it with you guys, you know, that we can do things in, in bite-sized chunks. You know, we don't have to set that goalpost so far that we don't think that we can achieve it. Because don't forget, anything is possible with God. Anything. And everything we do is just down to our faith and our believing. So, you know, if we take it step by step and we achieve it on, on like a weekly or a, or a monthly basis, then we got so much to thank God for. You know, if we do it in one fell swoop and we've got to wait 10 months to achieve it, then it seems far, far, far too far off. So, you know, God wants us to be with him daily, you know, and to lift our hearts, our prayers, our desires. He wants to lead us and guide us to prosperity. You know, Third John 2, beloved, I wish above all things that thou prosper and be in health. And that's what I really desire for all of us on here and for my family. You know, that we are, we have good health and we have prosperity in everything we do. You know, some people think prosperity is all about the money, but it's not. You know, we have prosperity in all things, in your job, in your family, in your relationships, also in finances. But here on the fellowship, you know, anything can be added to. Anything can have prosperity within it. So, you know, we want to prosper in everything that we do. And we'll only achieve that if we go, if we allow God to work within us, if we invite him into our day, if we pray to him, give him our needs and our desires, our wants. You know, he's so ready, willing and able to um, give that to you, you know, but he'll never infringe on your faith, on your believing. So, you know, we have to lift everything to him. It's, don't expect, you know, in some marriages... The women expect the husbands to understand everything that they're saying, even if they don't say anything. You know, they'll say, well, you, you should have known that. Well, actually, if you don't speak it, how are they to know it? And it's the same with God. God wants you to speak it to him. You know, he doesn't want to infringe on your free will choice. So you invite him in. You say, hey, God, this is what I want to achieve this year. Or this week, um, I just thank you for being at the heart of that, of what I'm doing. And, and as you see, as you go to work and you see God come into pass, as you see him in the details, this is what me and Amber have been talking about, you know, seeing him in the details of the things that you do. You know, I just want to give a quick oversight of something that happened many years ago. Um, and it may mean nothing to you guys. And it didn't mean anything to me and Lawrence when, we, when, when it first happened. But when we look back now, we can see that God had his hand in the details of what I'm about to share with you. So um, we, we didn't know this guy called Taylor Overby. And uh, he'd actually come to England to visit one of the English towns because it's a town called Overby. And he brought his dad and his mum. And at the time, little baby, um, a little Elias was only a baby in arms. And they'd come over and they were looking to have a fellowship while they were here in England. And uh, an old believer, a friend of ours, Jai, he said, oh, you know, there's, there's a fellowship in Bristol. 
So he drove his car all the way to Bristol with his mum and dad and his wife, Eula, and the baby, Elias. And they stayed very late. You know, we were chatting. We had a great fellowship. And it was round about midnight, I think, when they were to leave. And they'd had a hired car. Well, where we live, we live in a very small village. And after sort of midnight, all the lights, street lights and everything go out. And it is pitch black. So I said to Lawrence, you know, I just suggested maybe we should drive them to the, to the motorway. Because from our house to the motorway, it, it, you could have easily got lost. Tiny little roads, little lanes until you get to the motorway. And it only takes about 15, 20 minutes. But, um, you know, if you don't know the area, it, it can be quite daunting. So Lawrence said, yeah. So we said to them, you follow us in our car. And we were the only people on the road. And as I'm driving and they're following, I can see his headlights. And all of a sudden I see no headlights. And I say to Lawrence, they're not behind me. <laughs> and he said, you were driving too fast. And I said, no, no, I wasn't. But we turned around and as we'd gone back, they'd had a flat tyre. So Lawrence changed the tyre and then we decided that rather than them get stuck, because Taylor's dad was quite elderly at the time and the baby was only, what, four or five months old, um, we would take them all the way to Stoke-on-Trent, which was a good three and a half hour drive from our house. Don't forget, this is like one o'clock in the morning now. So we drove them all the way to Stoke-on-Trent and they followed and uh, and then me and Lawrence said goodbye to them and we drove all the way home. And that morning Lawrence had to go to work. Lawrence had to be in work at like half seven in the morning. And so he managed to get in the door, brush his teeth, chuck some water on his face and off to work he went. And that was that, you know, we, we said goodbye and then it was about six to eight weeks later we had a phone call. Um, asking for our birth dates and we thought that was a bit strange and then I said to Lawrence oh they probably want to send us a card on our birthday so we sent all our birth dates all there was me Lawrence Carl Leanne and Danny and then about four weeks after that five tickets to fly to San Francisco um, arrived and basically his dad was so blown away with what we'd done that we wouldn't take any money for fuel or anything, you know, but our hearts um, was to make sure that their elder, his elderly parents were taken care of and that the baby was taken care of. And so the dad paid for me and Lawrence and our three children to go to San Francisco for two weeks. And of course we got to know Taylor and then we met um, a lot of other believers, uh, Uncle Tommy and we met... Um, Oh, they're right on the tip of my tongue. Benicia. Benicia Sonoma. Yeah, but, Sonoma. Yeah, Tom and Lorian. We met Tom and Lorian. Benicia, yes, it's yeah. Benicia. Yeah, met Tom and Lorian and, and lots of other believers. And then we met um, Hauk and Sheila. And, and, and it, just from one person, from us knowing hardly anyone in the States, that just from meeting that one person, you know, had like a snowball effect. And then Taylor, unbeknown to us, went to India and he met Sangha and he said to, and Sangha said to him, oh, Taylor, you don't know anyone worth visiting in the UK, do you? Of course, Taylor said, well, you've got to meet Lawrence and Kim Tor. And then he shared. And so now we look back on this and all this happened like 20, 22 years ago. Longer than that, yeah. 
Danny was about seven or eight. Yeah, longer. No, maybe nine when we went to America. Two thousand and one, you went to America after the Twin Towers. Two thousand and one. So twenty-two years ago, yeah, a long time ago. And so you know, but when we look back on that, you know, all those little intricate details, all those little things that you know God had woven together for us to be where we are today and to have met the people we've met to you know have gone to America and you know all these things seemed impossible by our five senses but spiritually you know when we go with God like it was very godly for us to take them home and make sure they were safe and you know we weren't doing it for ourselves you know God was working in us but we didn't know that at the time and then when we come home, you know, to get those tickets and God was working in Taylor's father to, to get us over to America. And so everybody had a part to play, but God was the master orchestrator of it all. And he wove it all together to the point where we are today, where we've met Katie and we've met um, Lindsay and her wonderful husband how can Sheila and all the believers there, um, you know, we wouldn't have done all this if we hadn't, if Taylor and Dad hadn't invited us to the States, or we may have, but it may have been in a completely um, random way. But this was so orchestrated of God. And so this is how God takes care of us. We just allow him to be the orchestrator. And when he's in control, when we invite him in, and he takes over, mighty things happen. They truly do happen. <coughs> you know, it's not that we're doing anything of our own strength. We just say, okay, God, this is today. Today is Thursday, and I just thank you that you are the orchestrator of everything that happens today. And you just go with it, and you watch. And you have to pay attention to the details. <coughs> Because that's where God is. God is in the details of the things, you know. You may think, well, I am... I don't think I've been blessed for weeks now. You know, I don't see where God's blessing me. But I can assure you he is. He's there and he's moving pieces like a chessboard. And he's putting things in place so that it's in your favour. And I can promise you he is moving those pieces for you to be in his grace and his favour. And he always, always makes us the head and not the tail. So, you know, we've got a wonderful year coming up. You know, we just keep going, keep things in bite-sized chunks, you know, and, and aim for that bigger goal. But don't get disheartened, don't get defeated, because God is orchestrating every detail of your life so that you get to give him the glory at the end of it. So bless your hearts, that's what I wanted to share.